From sexist ads to manners to poor coverage of sexual violence, the media continues to propagate harmful narratives about women in Uganda. Why does the media sexualize women? Why are manners persistent like weeds? What does the constant propagation of toxic stereotypes do to the psyche of women and girls? Is the media an accomplice in violence against women? Hello there, my name is Nyamshana Prudence. Welcome to Nyamshana's podcast. Today, we are talking about women and the media in Uganda. Yes, the questions are many, and that is why we are here today. I am privileged to host Trisha Twasima, a Ugandan feminist writer and lawyer. Hello, Trisha. <laughs> Hi, Prue. How are you? I am fine. How are you? I'm Good. so excited to be on this podcast. First of all. <sighs> yeah, and we are recording this podcast from Trisha's beautiful house. <laughs> and she served me a wonderful cup of chamomile tea. Don't we all need it during this COVID time? And they say feminists aren't nice. You can imagine. <laughs> uh, hmm. So, what have you been up to? Um, surviving, trying to survive the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, when the pandemic hit, I was in the US. Mm. And so the first couple of months were just me trying to get back home. Yeah. And then coming back home and getting shocked at how the levels of just complacency I was seeing around and having to adjust to that. Yeah. And then like just it's difficult to go navigate like working and trying to see your friends when we're still in the middle of a very highly contagious pandemic. So it's mm -hmm. just been months of anxiety basically. Yeah. And welcome back home. So happy to be back. Yeah. So who is this uh, Trisha Twasima? Can I tell you, I feel like Trisha Twasima is who I used to go by when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So now I feel like I am Twasima Bijirua, which is... <laughs> you, you relate, I mean, based on your What Is A Name podcast, yeah. right? Uh -huh. <laughs> so I'm sort of, I sort of reclaimed um, my my full names but also for political reasons yes. i feel like i used to be trisha i'm trisha to my friends and to people who knew me but, but um i would prefer that people refer me refer to me as twasima bijirwa okay yeah wow yeah so who am i i don't know that's a difficult question i'm a feminist mm -hmm. i um i hope an organizer feminist organizer I am a firstborn of five. Wow. <laughs> right? Um, I'm a friend and a daughter and all those other in-betweens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've, you're already an organizer because you organized us through the Women's March, remember? M me and a, and a team Don't, of fe other feminists. Yes. 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 Yeah. But yeah. You you guys did a great job. Thank you. We we it was hectic, but I and mm -hmm. I think you know I just I've been looking at like what's happening in Nigeria and what's happening in Namibia, and yeah. I just do you, I realize that all of us mm -hmm. are in a place of just constantly having to navigate and fight for our humanity. Yeah. And so I've been thinking, like, what does collective feminist protest look like? Mm -hmm. I think that's something that perhaps you should explore in your podcast. Because Definitely. all of us are fighting for and the same thing. And I already thing. have a name in <laughs> mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so 
What is the role of the media in shaping culture? Um, well, I think media is the message and the messenger. Mm -hmm. So they play a very vital role because they have greatly shaped how we view the world. And yeah. I, I'm not talking about media like in terms of new vision monitor. I'm just talking about media in general, um, what we watch um, in terms of TV shows, but in terms of news, who we see on those panels, what we read, what language is used, yeah. those greatly shape our worldviews, right? Mm -hmm. Like when I think about even my coming to feminism and the things that I was in contact with from the media's end, yeah. and even the things that I am rebelling against now, it's mm -hmm. mostly things that I've read and heard and, you know, um, suggestions from from media, both directly and indirectly, right? Mm -hmm. So media is a, a huge part of how we view the world, yeah. um, who we view as important, um, what facts, what we consider to be factual or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I would, I would say it's both the message and the messenger. Okay, um, so we've had issues with the way the media portrays women yeah. and minorities yeah. in, in Uganda. Okay, worldwide, but our context today for it's this conversation Uganda, is right. Uganda from the adverts. You remember they were read before we read merged with Airtel advert of, do you remember uh, the spark advert who cries more girls, girls. who brings the drama girls, girls. <laughs> then when they're advertising uh, detergent uh, aerial who is the who is the woman the cooking woman. oil the, the cook the person who's cooking exactly mm -hmm. yeah so we see the way women are portrayed in the media mm -hmm. but how do you feel the mainstream media especially mm. portrays women in the media so for me, it's just, I'm completely disappointed, perpetually, and this is not just a one-time occurrence, right? Mm -hmm. It's a perpetual disappointment in how media portrays both women, but also, you know, say sexual minorities in this yes. country. Mm -hmm. um, there are so many incidents that stand out, but I think for me, it shows that, one, the media is disinterested in in being progressive and shaping narratives that do not perpetuate harm, yeah. that do not perpetuate negative stereotypes, mm -hmm. that do not continue this status quo, which reinforces you know, the things that we're trying to dismantle, which yes. reinforces women being subordinate, mm -hmm. which erases women's accomplishments and erases women's voices. Yeah, so for me, it's just there's just no in, there seems to be no, no interest, interest to just change anything to be progressive to move into this 21st century that we are in. I was talking to a journalist from one of the mainstream media houses, and I asked them why they continually uh, say certain things mm -hmm. and write things about women the way they do, and, they, and uh, he told me, but it is our market, yeah? That's like, uh, you feminists are just like 1%, you're not our target market. But and I'm like, that is not the point. That's, does he agree that then, so even mm -hmm. if it's, it's, it may be true that feminists represent a small majority in this mm -hmm. country, perhaps. Yeah. But the thing is, I believe that media's responsibility is also to create the narrative, to yeah. shape the narrative, right? So yeah. when you have media people who know better and should be doing better, mm -hmm. refusing, yeah. right? 
But also, I don't think it's true that there is no market of people who want to see women on panels. Yeah. That the, yeah. there's no market of people who want to read literature that does not portray women to be these very, just in this very caricature form, you know? Mm -hmm. That's not true. And I think for me, because I've constant, I've tried to have engagements with media houses where I say, listen, this is the alternative. And yeah. the alternative would also make financial sense for you, right? Yes. Because women are also an audience, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think for me, that conversation also highlights this idea of who the market is in, in their head, the yes. men. They're mm -hmm. marketing to the men, mm -hmm. right? But what about the other 52% of the population, right? But also the harm that they are doing and you exactly yeah so it's so even if it's true that men want to see women represented as a character mm -hmm. that it's not enough for you yes. to just use that as a justification for yeah. why you continue this harmful narrative yeah yeah and some of it is uncalled for remember the advert of mtn what, what was the purpose of that yeah you know I mean? um yeah so for those who don't know what the advert was about it was a, a girl seated at a, a bus, bus stop, stop mm -hmm. and a man is harassing her and saying hey do you know how to use google mm -hmm. and painting the girl as naive and and all this stuff what was what i mean mtn i'm sure they looking at the demographics of uganda mtn could even be having more women subscribers yeah so what message were they putting out they could have actually done without that advert you know what it is also Prue. i think it's a lack of imagination on their part yes because when you constantly like when you think about like the references to harassment as entertainment mm, yeah why why because there's there's a vast like opportunity up just to just pick on so many other non-harmful stereotypes right yeah. but why do you zero down on a woman being harassed yeah and for me that's and it's not only that do you remember this advert of another round ug which yes. were the billboard that we that feminists managed mm -hmm. to get taken down right yeah. like when you think about things like that you yeah. just realize that it's just a lack of imagination, yeah. which is also why I keep telling media houses, hire feminists, because <laughs> I we, mean, can, we reimagine the world in very interesting ways and we mm -hmm. show alternatives, yeah. Yeah, so in, in your paper um, that you, for Akina Mama, mm -hmm. entitled Skewed Dynamics, Ex Exploring Ways in Which Media Fuels Inequality in mm -hmm. Uganda, you talk about media's complicity mm -hmm. in perpetuating violence against women in Uganda. Mm -hmm. How is the media and minorities, mm -hmm. and minorities? How is the media an accomplice in violence against women? Mm -hmm. Do you remember um, the Rolling Stone uh, that came out that was outing um, LGBTI Ugandans, mm -hmm. followed by the Red Pepper? Yes. And then the subsequent attacks on um, LGBTI people in, 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 in this country. Yeah. Um, so that ripple effect of that violence, yeah. right? Yeah. And when you think about it, there's people who were killed. Yes. There's people who were thrown out of their homes. Because of because what of, the media put exactly. out. Exactly. But then who was held accountable? No, no one no really. One. Yeah. yeah, you know what mm. I mean. Like so, the 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 the, the hurt people suffered the consequence. The perpetrators, for the most part, got away unhinged. One yeah. of them now has a new media house. You know that is running. Mm -hmm. You know nothing happens. When you think about how they reported on Honorable Sylvia Rabogo's case, yes, not even 
to the point even of trying to blame her current loss in uh -huh. the NRM primaries on that court case. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you think about Rachel Njoroge yes. and them referring to her sexual assault as yeah. a romance. I would like to quote exactly what the Daily Monitor wrote on that. Mm -hmm. Quote, unquote. Chisuze's troubles started. Chisuze was the harasser. Mm -hmm. In 2018, after a photo circulated on social media where he was forcing Miss so and dash 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 down, we are talking about a former student at the faculty into a romantic act. Yeah, in her testimony in court, Miss dash dash narrated that the encounter with the former registrar occurred when she had gone to pick her transcript after graduation. She narrated that Chisuze locked her up in his office and forcibly started romancing her. What is romance? What, what is, is romance? romance? What is romantic about? And you see, it's not only that. Like, I remember actually there's an incident that happened with Daily Monitor where I had written a story mm -hmm. for them um, about still sexual abuse. Yes. And then they used my story and my picture to market. Do you remember that incident yes, where I they do. said, if you have a story of sexual violence, you can win a bottle of wine? Do you, what the hell? For, for me, it's, it's, it clearly shows the levels of trivialization. They don't take yes. this as a serious issue, yeah. right? Because this is the thing also. Feminists have constantly been reaching out, not just online, like the mm -hmm. online engagements that people see, but I know for a fact because I have been one of those people who reach out to media and say, this can we help? But also these uh, women NGOs, have, have engaged media several times so many times yeah in every single thing we plan we have a media engagement yeah. but they just <laughs> don't learn right mm -hmm. look at um rosebell and and rakabakosa had done um women, women in media women in, U, in media ug yes. right and yet so it's not that we have not tried to engage mm -hmm. it's just there's a disinterest and there's a trivialization of just how harmful those things are. Yeah. I don't think that media houses perhaps realize that when you use language like that to normalize violence, right? Why shouldn't you then have an MP who wakes up and says, yes, let women be beaten, mm -hmm. right? Because there's no one to hold him accountable. And if yeah. you remember even Onesmas mm -hmm. to Namastiko, what happened is that even the the activity around his comments yeah. except for feminists pushing and saying this is wrong media just reported on it yes. right there was no one tasking him there was no one asking him to fully except for feminists fully apologize for his comments yeah. it's just we assume that these things are normal we treat mm -hmm. them as if they are normal they're not women being killed and and harassed and stalked is not a normal thing yeah yeah uh, where does this come from because they, it must be coming from somewhere. What is that cultural psychology that you know is passing on from one generation to the other? It's patriarchy because so it's just a manifest. It's one manifestation of of how uh, systemic oppression is working, right? Mm -hmm. And when you think about the the status quo in patriarchy's case, which is where the status, the, the people who have the most privilege are the men, yeah. right? And the men are the ones who are enacting this violence, mm -hmm. right? And so then 
thinking through holding these men accountable, yeah. both on media and otherwise, means challenging that power, mm -hmm. right? And a lot of these men do not want to challenge that power because those are their friends. Mm -hmm. The people who are beating and harassing are people like they know all yeah. themselves even, yeah. right? They're all, maybe not all, but there's a semblance of, but this could be me. Mm -hmm. You know, this could be me. This has been me, etc., etc. So that's one aspect. The other aspect, of course, is just how we are conditioned, right? And it's still how 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 patriarchy works, is that you we are conditioned. When you think about even us as feminists, how much unlearning we had to do to get to this place of consciousness, yes. right? So there are things that you grow up assuming are normal. Mm -hmm. You assume that if you talk to a girl and she says no, you must continue she pursuing, knew, yes. right? And so then you even in your in thinking about the advert, you think, but that's normal behavior because mm -hmm. that's how you're conditioned, right? Yeah. And because you are unwilling to part with that level of privilege, when feminists call you out, you think yeah. it's an attack. Yes. As opposed to, wait, this is not normal behavior. How do I check this? How do I unlearn this, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I think, because the people who are running these media houses, largely run by men, mm -hmm. right, are have been conditioned and, you know, they also view the world in this way that they are portraying it on TV in and portraying it in the newspapers, etc. And I am... Um, sympathetic because we are we have all been brought up in this thing but the thing that for me is not justifiable is that we have unlearned yes and the opportunities to unlearn mm -hmm. and every single day every single day way. because we have tried you know we yeah. have tried right yeah. and so when you continuously refuse to show any growth mm -hmm. that becomes a problem because if we were having a conversation and saying okay media has progressed this you know in 2015 they used to talk about women like this but in 2020 mm -hmm. they are trying we're still having the same conversations how yes. many years later yeah so that's why for me it's at a point where it's unacceptable it's not mm -hmm. justifiable anymore things must change and that goes with manos Ugh. i want you to tell us what manos are what is a mano a mano is the normalization of having absolutely no woman representation mm -hmm. on a panel mm -hmm. and it's 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 Frontline, it's interview in the sport, it's all these big it is, quote unquote it shows. Is NBS in the morning will show you that they will have it's NBS all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Friday morning mostly. Okay, that's when I have managed to watch mm -hmm. a little bit of NBS. They'll have mano after mano and without think it's shame. Normal. And at some point, we talked and stopped because I mean, it's just exhausting. So the manos are just like you know. All men panels, right? Yes. Which have been so normalized uh -huh. that it's it's ridiculous, honestly. Like I just you see, like they do like a tourist conference, tourism conference, whatever. Mm -hmm. All male. They do population. All male. No, the other day, uh, Maurice Mugisha retweeted a UBC. I saw and I saw your comments on it. Yes. Yeah, and and. Like they were celebrating the old time, uh -huh. um, I mean, Independence Day, and I think that's when UBC was yeah, born. Yeah. And even in celebrating, they only had mm, men. It's only men. And I'm thinking, Lucy, I can't recall how Lucy Banya looks like. Cause I even went online to Google, hoping to find a picture of her. I can't seem to find a picture of her online. But all I remember 
is she is this amazing woman that we used to look forward to. You're talking about Ballet Francis. Mm -hmm. You are talking Lucy Banya. Why isn't Lucy Banya on that poster? Do yeah. you know what's interesting, um, Prue, is that because when I saw your comment and I saw his subsequent response, I realized that he had not, before you mentioned it to him, realized where the problem was. Yes. So that's how you see it's so normalized. And, mm -hmm. and so men are considered the, the, what is the word that I'm looking for? Like the, in, what's the? Epitome? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what the word is, but they, it's just considered that men, yeah, the natural order, has, mm -hmm. has, the, it's a natural order. Yes. Is that men are the experts. Men are the ones who speak. They are the smart ones. They're, you know what I mean? So even when you have women who are capable, the, our minds it just immediately go to men. Yeah. And it's interesting because I remember having a conversation. We were doing a panel, um, one of these like NGO panels that we have. And I remember like a friend, we were selecting names. Which, and then the, I said, you know, there's a, a girl I suggested, um, a woman actually, not a girl, who has done amazing political work. And then this friend said, no, but the panel is more high level. So, like and I was thinking, you have fielded only men. Mm -hmm. The moment someone mentions a woman, in your head, you just think, so high she level, have, what she does have that power. even mean? She didn't have the, the same power. And so for me, it's also like a lack of critical analysis, right? Yes. Because then you're, just, you're not thinking about, even if it's true that she may not, quote unquote, be as powerful, mm -hmm. why is that? Yeah. She didn't have the same access. You've not given her the space. That's, you know what I mean? So it's not possible for us to re even reach our full potential. Yes. Because they, we are constantly, constantly, Constantly being told you can't this is the box that you must exist in this is those you can only appear on women's day when you're talking about you know domestic violence <laughs> if it's about politics we have only mastered this one woman who happened to be in parliament everybody else but that's you know and yeah through the disappointing thing is that you look at these men who are on these panels and you think there is no way that you think that this is sense yes <laughs> sincerely that's yeah. that that friday panel of journalists on nbs like I don't watch. Literally asked me. I have watched <laughs> twice, I think. But it is, I mean, um, I mean, uh, the podcast is the place to freely express yes. ourselves. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. And uh, so I asked a question on Twitter. You have all these women. Who, by the way, amazing. Who are amazing, yeah. intelligent. Mm -hmm. Why aren't you including them on the journalists panel on Friday? Mm -hmm. But there's no willingness to change. There's really no willingness to change, bro. And you know, then I also just really feel sorry for the women who work for this in these media houses because mm -hmm. it's also just like toxic, right? To yeah. constantly have because I, I just think if you can have a, a panel of, of journalists and have no woman even within your internal systems, then what yeah. does what are you saying to the women who But also let's talk about the, 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 the way would uh, women journalists are uh, anchors are selected. Right, you have to look a certain type of way. You have, you have to look to a certain, certain type of way. way. Yeah. You have to be, uh, you have the standard of Western Uganda. Mm, uh, like small nose and pretty small face. Small nose and <laughs> big hips. And, and I think, the, uh -huh. I think the, those who came before us actually did better uh -huh. because we were seeing all these dark-skinned 
I told you I can't remember what Lucy Banya looks like because mm -hmm. that was not the point. She was mm -hmm. a woman and I on, on TV mm -hmm. and she was doing great. Mm -hmm. So how is the selection? I mean, how do they select those Western Uganda <laughs> yeah. women to be the ones on TV? What yeah. are they trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. And you for me that is a continuation of very skewed and problematic and harmful, all these words, um, beauty standards mm -hmm. that still media, may not be the mainstream media we're talking about today, but the, the way that media has also created this beauty standard. Yes. It's interesting because I remember, I've remembered a conversation with a friend of mine, Lydia, on Twitter still, where someone said to her, um, I think, I don't know what Lydia had made reference to, I think, and then someone said to her, her well, you know, TV, you can only be on TV if you're pretty, um, something what? like that. Like, so TV, it, it can be for people like you and me, you know, like it has to be people who look a certain type of, I think she'd made reference to also manos or something mm -hmm. of the sort. And I remember seeing the response and thinking, but how do you think that that's like a normal that. thing for you to say? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and the, for me, the but thing is- But isn't that a product of what the media has put out there? Agree, but you see, the thing is that even if it's true, right then our work is to challenge that narrative yes. and to make people aware that because uganda we're like we're not a homogeneous no. you know we're so multifaceted we look very different we speak very different mm -hmm. so for me this idea that you must only have people who look and speak and certain way that's problematic and yeah. even if it's true that that's how the population feels it's our response well it's not my responsibility it's media's responsibility mm -hmm. for the most part to change that narrative put yeah. people in front of the cameras that do not all look the same and let's mm -hmm. see what happens you yeah. know what i mean people yeah. will adjust they will yeah because the media has the power. It has, it shapes the narrative. Yeah. yeah. If you have uh, prime space every, every um, 9.30 p.m., I mean, you have the power to, call, to, to put out narratives. Yeah, they just don't want to. Yeah. So why does representation matter for the young girls and for young boys and for yeah. the entire society? Why does yeah. representation matter? Because... I think that lack of representation hinders imagination, mm -hmm. individual imagination, collective imagination. Yes. I, you can't aspire to be what you can't see. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I think about like our grandmothers and our mothers and what they thought was possible for them, mm -hmm. right? They, they hardly, many of them could not think. Um, it was possible to be the things that we think, to yes. be as radical, to be as, to refuse to conform, because they just couldn't see it, right? When you think about um, even just say like the LGBTI movement, right? And this like lack of representation, you you know, and this, all, all of this representing you in this very narrow and uh, problematic narrative. So yeah. you, in, you know, it, it's hard, especially like, because we're already conditioned and we're already fighting all these different institutions, culture, religious, etc., right? Mm -hmm. So if you have all the forces telling you this is only where you can go, yeah. and you're not seeing anyone else who has beaten that system, it's hard for you to, you know, and for me that's my biggest thing, is that right. you, you alter people's imaginations and 
you know, it becomes difficult for someone to see themselves um, emerging from, you know, this very small box mm -hmm. or from this very caricature form. Um, and then when you, like, when I talk to people and say, you know, but why do you think that this is a woman's place? Yes. Because that's all they've seen. Yeah. Right? They yeah. may have seen it at home. Yes, but they have not seen any representation that it could be different, yes. right? So, for, you know, it continues that, that cycle. It continues that cycle. And then when you talk to people who begin to be progressive, it's all, most of them it's also because they have been exposed through the books they have read, mm -hmm. through the things that they have watched, through the people that talked to. Exactly. Yeah. But when you have a I remember, oh my goodness, I remember there was a conversation on NTV, that morning show, um, that they that in Uganda I forget the specific name. Uh, uh, What's the name? Wasuzotia. I, Wasuzotia. I don't know. Farida. And and I write about this in, in my paper. And then she asked a question and where she said, Is um is education causing breakdown of marriages i think what? You know, I'm, I'm, what? I'm paraphrasing but that was basically like the 20, gist 20? so that's early in the morning mm -hmm. you know what i mean so then you think can you think about what that does to yeah. the girls who are watching mm. it right who are still being told at home yeah. marriage is what you must aspire mm -hmm. to and etc mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and then of course then you think about like the things that aunties say all the time like oh you don't be too educated because you don't get a man you know what i mean so it's just a continue everything works together to cause this continuous systemic oppression, oppression. yeah mm. and that's why it it's it's inexcusable that we continue living like this. But also, it's business. I was I was watching a, a TED talk when I was like preparing and comparing other uh, what other people have said, mm -hmm. and uh, they were talking about how in a magazine they will make you feel bad about you. So because bad. exactly you might yeah mm -hmm. like they will photoshop people don't even look like their cells in the magazine yeah. and then immediately you flip and see oral mm -hmm. skin skin whatever mm -hmm. they've used people already with good skin mm -hmm. you know yeah. and and then they make oh. you feel bad about yourself it's then so without knowing yeah. you're busy ordering for the best skincare right. product. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think it's also the way capitalism works because capitalism and the patriarchy are in bed. True. Yeah. Which is why we need to just dismantle and just but this is, so this is also why I think um and Edna and I have Edna specifically has pushed for like alternative media and perhaps mm -hmm. we need to think through investing yes. in alternative media because we just we can't keep perpetuating the same systems yeah. the same, and stereotypes and expecting mm -hmm. you know some sort of um, alternative world it's yeah. impossible yeah. because we are responsible for shaping that alternative future and I just I think that our media, specifically in Uganda, has shown, mm -hmm. um, for the most part, that it's uninterested in that, yeah. right? Like, I look at Lydia Namubiru, who I consider to be one of just, like, the most brilliant People. journalists, yeah? 
people in general, but even specifically journalists. Yeah. And she, I know how much she has tried to educate and constantly, like she's even Ooh. on the timeline trying to educate her fellow journalists. And you see the reaction, right? Yeah. For the most part. Of course, the outliers and people who try to engage and try to learn. But for the most part, mm -hmm. it's just like disinterest, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember when um, at the height of Black Lives Matter campaigns in the US, and then you have a top journalist saying like, I don't see color. I mean, what, what does, and what does that mean? all lives matter. All lives matter. You know, I'm just like, what does that mean? Or is that very silly thing um, that this one of these, it was, I think it was NBS it for was this. NBS. Um, Dance thing in the even in the night yeah, to do where the they dance parties where they, they had that t-shirts of all lives matter. Like, do you not understand like, what the is going on? Here? You know what I mean. So and these are people who are informing yeah. a lot of our population, yeah. right? So what yeah. does that what does that say? What mm -hmm. are they trying to teach and educate? And then of course you realize that the voices that resist that are pushed out. Mm -hmm. So then you understand also why many women within the system conform. Yes. Right? And, yeah. and I don't know, it's a tricky system, but dismantle it, we must try. And uh, talking about efforts of alternative media, we mm -hmm. have to mention that there's Laquena, there's, there's uh, Black, Black No, no Sugar. Sugar. Right. They've been on a break, break but, they but they did whatever they did. They did a great I job. I think they'll soon be back. There's Quetta as well. Yeah, we right? need more podcasts for women yeah. and uh, feminists in yeah. particular to, to, to talk about all these issues. Yeah. But sometimes someone will not listen to a podcast because it is a feminist. Fine. Stay in your darkness. <laughs> we can only help those also who want to be helped, bro. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think we've touched this a little bit, but mm -hmm. what are the consequences of sexism, misogyny, manners to us society generally? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, and, and this is, I think, important because I think that, you know, media houses, perhaps, or media officials, whatever, try to pretend like they don't understand the the trickle-down effects of their harmful, um, like, media propaganda. Right. When you think about, let's start, for example, with, with Honorable Rabogo, mm -hmm. right? When you think about what happened to her, this is a woman who was harassed and stalked to a point where she felt like her life was in danger. Yes. Right? Now, media talk says love messages, you know, mm -hmm. paints Isiko, her harasser, as the victim, yeah. right? What does that do for other women who are being harassed? I have here a, a headline from The Observer. Mm -hmm. Court dismisses case against MP Rabogo admirer. Admirer. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, so can you imagine if you're being harassed, Prue, and you, uh, we know we have all been harassed, yeah. you know? Like, can you imagine what that does? Or, like, think about Rachel Deroge, mm -hmm. um, who, and I hate that we live in a world where we have to harness strength constantly, but yes. who, you know, harnessed her strength and fought her assaulter. And used the weapons that she had. Yeah. I mean, these days, social media would help. Right. Because, like, in the U.S., the black people are filming the police because what, if you don't film it, prove especially yeah, like no in, in cases of sexual violence. You. you know what I mean? Like yeah. imagine if she hadn't had those pictures, because yeah. even when she had the evidence, you see how it played out. So mm -hmm. imagine if she didn't, right? Yeah. Um, when it's it's so many examples, and just think of we are 
in a society where violence against women is already so normalized. Mm -hmm. So even the people who are speaking out, you see the way the stories are shaped, yeah. then the way, then you have people in the comments laughing and saying, ha ha ha, if this is a crime, all of us will be arrested. Can you imagine? You know Can what I mean? Imagine? So then how do you speak out against violence, yeah. right? Yeah. How do we then tell women that this is a country that loves and protects women mm -hmm. when this is how we are reporting on violence against women, yeah, right? Yeah. And the, for me, it's the lack of making those connections, the failure to make those connections, right? Why should the state, for example, take femicides in Uganda as a serious issue, right? Yeah, if yeah. The, the media who is essentially supposed to be shaping the narrative and pushing for accountability in some form yeah. or, you know, or the way the, the one which we can base on to then get a consciousness that this is a problem, let's push for accountability. Mm -hmm. If they are complacent in that aspect as well, right? When yeah. I remember when this new archbishop was appointed, um, and then the irony because Daily Monitor, I think, ran a, a, a front page story where they, where he had said some homophobic things, and they mm. just ran the headline as it was, right? Yeah. And then, and I think it was someone on Twitter who pointed it out. And then just below, they have a, a, a policy that says, Daily Monitor does not discriminate, which, 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 <laughs> and but the headline is, yeah. you know, this man promoting, saying, talking about anti-abortion, like we're mm -hmm. going rep restriction of re reproductive rights, and you know, basically kill the gays or whatever. Yeah. And for you, and for me, the thing is fine. Even if you were to, that's a that's a story. Can the way you reported matters, yes. right? But also, this is the thing, Pro. If I wrote an article where I was coming out and and I publicly saying, you know. Uh, I'm pro LGBTI folks. Mm -hmm. The chances of it getting published as it is yeah, are slim. Are very low. Yeah. So even if you were to run a story and say, and even if they were to argue, this is just what this is a story. Okay, fine. Can can I then put a, a, a counter narrative? Mm -hmm. No, you know, yeah. because that they just won't print it. Yes, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So there's even no lack of balance because where is the balance, right? Yeah. Say what the, this archbishop has said; those are his facts. But can we counter it, mm -hmm. right? At least with the 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 alternative, right? Yeah. To show people yeah. that this is the possibility. Mm. But when you continuously just do fill this single story, then yeah. we this is where we're here. So how can we organize as feminists to push for dignified media representation or are we done? Because <laughs> we, be we are tired of, you know, mentioning man or this and how can we push for uh, dignified media representation? You know, we can't be tired. There are days when I make pro, there are days when I want to give up. Where I'm just like, I will retire and just go and switch, you know? Yeah. But the work, the work is important. So I think the first step is to, we need to work with our alternative media. Yes. Because I think that we have also um, become accustomed to like mainstream media being the thing that we run to. Mm -hmm. And then alternative media suffers, you know, because we're not contributing the stories. We are not sourcing for the money that they need, etc. Yeah. Because, you know, we're also concentrating on, on mainstream media, which is important, but we can field alternatives, yes. right? Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing I think is that we must loudly protest. Yeah. I remember Solome, 
um one time Nakawesi, Nakawesi. yeah mm. she's amazing right mm -hmm. i remember one time she mentioned how way back the women's movement had pulled all all organizations that were working for the women's movement uh, with the women's movement all like feminists and all the feminist eds and everything had pulled all the advertisements yeah from media houses because of manos yes wow you know and so i mean because think about how much money you know yeah. um, collectively we have mm -hmm. right so some radical things where we say we're not giving you any more ads mm -hmm. right and because um i a friend of mine um another friend of mine Leah, uh we were talking about just how like 16 days of activism is coming up yes and media houses are going to be expecting us to use it to you know for ads, our money and, and yet every other day they refuse to listen to listen yeah you know what i mean so just saying no suffer the pinch mm -hmm. suffer the consequence right because they need to begin to see us as equal partners as yes. opposed to they're doing a favor for mm -hmm. so that's another tangible thing the other thing, of course, is that we can't tire to educate, which yeah. is why we're doing this podcast, yes. which is why we write papers. Yeah. We try to reach out to those we have reached. We, we know, like, all my friends in media houses know that I am constant. Even the ones who don't have the power to make the decisions, mm -hmm. I'm just going to, like, do better, you know? Yeah. Style up. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, so we also have to, to leverage all those connections and all our teaching hearts and yeah. do this labor that we don't get paid to do but that we appreciate is important and as we come to uh, to the end of our conversation yeah how can media houses do better like if someone is listening in and okay yeah um how can media houses do better so the first thing is representation really yeah because it's not true that there are no women in this Uganda mm -hmm. who cannot articulate themselves on political Actually, can governance? I tell you something? Mm -hmm. uh, Rebecca and Rose Bell, they are women in media project. They actually compiled a list of experts. I did and too. Gave it, you did too? Yeah, I gave it to NTV at, um, at the time when um, Maurice was there. Uh -huh. And I don't know... So why do we still have manos? Prue if I had an answer to that question. <laughs> it's inexcusable, you know what I mean? Because it's not true. It's just not true that the only person, that if you don't have Matembe on a panel mm -hmm. speaking, that there's no other person. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not true that you must have five men and one woman yeah. on a panel. Yeah. What, like, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So representation is important. Yes. And I always tell, because the, the, the other thing is always like, oh, but they are, they are not used to being on camera. People learn. Yeah. They can't, how would you be used if you've never, you know, shown up, if you've never what? Yeah. The other thing, of course, is that internally media houses must acknowledge that there is a level of toxicity where a lot of women who even sh show up on panels yes. are either intimidated, mm -hmm. are either harassed, yeah. made to feel like they don't belong. Mm -hmm. And I think that women who have appeared on certain panels have already made uh, spoken to this, where yes. you get on a panel and, and the, the host is treating you a certain type of yeah. way. You know what I mean? Eh? Yeah. So then why would you come back? Yeah. Um, and in my paper, I also say, like, there are a lot of excuses that they give for not representing women, like having women represented, mm -hmm. uh, which is like, but they don't want to show up. And it's just like, okay, but you have a talk show at 10 p.m. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, because because and for it's you weekly. Because exactly so for you, you're conditioning your mind to well the 
to men because yes. you, know, you don't think okay what are the dynamics if i want to get a woman on this talk show at 9 p at 10 p.m how can i make her life more comfortable yeah. how can i make it safer for her yeah you're not thinking about those things and that's exactly. a problem you know what i mean and that's a problem so that's internal work that needs to be done the other thing, of course, is just the willingness to learn. Yeah. Because there are so many spaces that have been curated by women's activists and feminists specifically to just like to talk about language, how do mm -hmm. you, what, what words are acceptable and what. And so many people have gone through these trainings yeah. and I don't understand why it is mm -hmm. that things are not changing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so off the top of my head, I think that that's how media can do better. Just like represent, mm -hmm. but also be willing to learn because yeah. we're cause true. We can't keep. We are still talking about manos in 2020. To know about you know what I yeah. mean. Like there are more pressing issues we need to be addressing, yeah. right? Yeah. And progress have hosted uh, like probably 10 amazing women. Yeah, that information that they have is so cool and so well. Um, they, they are so informed. Why doesn't the media put them out? Why is it that somehow, you know, feminists are producing this knowledge and yeah. creating all this content, mm -hmm. but feminists are considered uh, with mainstream media like we, we can't, like they're just, we're not. Language is very political. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important for us to constantly critique the ways in which um, words are used and yes. the context in which they are used, yeah. right? So the misrepresentation, continuous misrepresentation of women and other minorities in this country by media is yeah. a highly political and deliberate action, right? Mm. It's b and because they understand why they're using words the way they are using them, yes. which is why alternative media is important. Yeah. yeah. Because then you need to show the alternative, right? Mm. I published a story for La Quena, um, on Rene Bach, this white missionary who killed mm -hmm. Ugandan children. Yeah. But before that, that story had sat with a top uh, newspaper mm. for like a month. Wow. And they had refused to publish it. Mm -hmm. And when I published on, on like when I got um, like several, several views and engagements and ETC. Yeah. And in reflecting after, I thought, first of all, why did I wait a month? Yes. And then I also then began to think, okay, this is also because you conditioned yourself and mm -hmm. set as condition you to imagine that mainstream media is the thing, right? So if yeah. you get published in New Vision or Daily Monitor, this is how you, you know, your work is relevant. But that's not true, mm -hmm. right? The other thing I thought, why is it that they are refusing to publish? Because it was relevant. We yes. were at the heart of Black Lives Matter, and you mm -hmm. know, I said, why is it that? Because it's you can't. It's, it was an amazing piece. I think yeah. of myself as a good writer. It was yeah. a good piece, right? Yeah. So it's not yeah. like you can say the language was bad. No. It's a very political reason, right? Mm -hmm. It also fits a very specific narrative. Um, when you think about even the reporting around this German man who died after abusing a lot Children. of in Kalangala, and just like the framing of the narrative as he's the hero and what, you know? Yeah. <sighs> Problematic. Yeah. And and I think that because media houses are also businesses yes. and they also have run by people, specimen, you know, but people who also have their own agendas, we cannot continue to rely entirely on them, yeah. which is why we must support feminist alternative media and, and push for it.
Wow. Mm -hmm. Anything else before we go? Yes, Pro, your podcast is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Pro's podcast. Thank you so much for that um, affirmation. And oh, I want to thank you, uh, Trisha and, um, and uh, Edna and Ophelia and Lydia <laughs> and Rosebell and. And you know, Komusana <laughs> and all these cool uh, Ugandan feminists that have really taught us and um, have shaken the tables and, and yeah. showed the world that, you know what, um, I remember I was uh, on a panel in Accra and I was bragging about the dismantle the patriarchy Friday. Friday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I think people in Zimbabwe from that meeting, they also started their own. Someone needs to revive that. I, because I am, I feel like I'm too, like they are, I don't know, is it an age thing where you just become more tired? <laughs> <laughs> so the things I used to like do, and I think this is why continuity for the movement is important, which is why we must yeah. keep recruiting young feminists, right? Yeah. So that when we get tired, Recruiting and supporting them as well, so that when mm. we get tired, someone takes over. Yeah, but I think I'm. I think that Ugandan Ugandan feminists have done a tremendous job. Pro when you think about how Twitter was a yeah. couple of years back, it was hard oh. to be there for even one minute. Yeah, so we need to pat ourselves on the back also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and to the listener, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. The listenership is actually growing. Uh, thank you for uh, listening to me. It is not every day that someone spends one hour uh, <laughs> just listening. listening to you. Yeah. yeah. And with podcasts, you can listen while doing and everything else. I like to listen as I go to go about my business. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a Bluetooth in my car. Uh -huh. So I listen while stuck in traffic. Say, uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Same. yeah. Or cooking at my house, or, or, cleaning. or cleaning. Basically, or, people have no excuse not or, to listen. Or taking yeah. a walk. <laughs> listen to our podcast. Yeah. And thank you so much. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.